On today's Lockdown Mavs, free agency in about four weeks. Coming up, we'll tell you why Chris Paul will be a Dallas Maverick next season. <laughs> I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the free agent frenzy foe, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Monty Williams. I'm hyped for him. I'm so I'm so yeah. excited for it's just a fun story. I don't like we the game just finished. Suns clinched their spot in the finals, and all of us, a lot of you probably watched the celebration afterwards. And I'm just wondering, is there what demographic of NBA fans are upset or not happy for the for that Suns team? Because I just found Man, myself it's hard so, to. I know I'm like, who's upset with this right now? Who's who's watching this or turning the TV off saying, I can't watch this. I'm so mad. I guess one of the like 12 Clippers fans, but Billy Crystal was there. So that takes out one of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like it's hard to be it's hard to be upset. Like, oh, dang, Chris Paul. Like, I know some people don't like Chris Paul just because the way he acts on the court and all that kind of stuff. I don't literally, think literally. I don't think yeah, literally. I don't think Mavs fans can be too mad about how he acts on the court, right? Like considering who they cheer for. But yeah, congrats to them. Congrats to former Dallas Mavericks summer leaguer campaign going to the NBA Finals. Who would have thought? Congrats to Jay Crowder, former 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 Mav. former Mav for sure. No. Congrats to Mikel Bridges, somebody we love, somebody we loved <laughs> in the pre-draft process. I think he's great. I like Cam Johnson too. I'm happy for Aiton. We've talked about Aiton yeah. before on this pod. Being in the Lucas shadow, that the fact that he's going to be in the finals is really cool. And he's played really, really well. And I mean, just the performance from Chris Paul is just, I mean, and Booker. And you can't help to look and say, like, what, what Chris Paul has done for the Suns team. And in particular, with this Devin, a, a young star in Devin Booker. That's the that's the reason why when we have these Mavs conversations of saying, man, they need a vet. They need a guy in the rotation. And even Jay Crowder in that too, that you look at two of these guys, experienced guys, veteran they only guys. Have two, right? <laughs> yeah. But you you put them into this rotation. They have a huge part in the rotation. And look what a difference both of these guys make. And I think that's the next step. This is the next step we've been wanting for the Mavericks of go out and get this. Some type of vet. Chris Paul is unique in his own, but some type of vet, if not a couple, to be in your rotation. Yeah, the only two guys in their rotation, uh, let's say outside of Torrey Craig, so they're top seven, over the age of 26. Jay Crowder, 30. Chris Paul, 35. The rest of the team is 26 and younger. And then, and the 26-year-old is campaign. <laughs> the other guys are basically 24 and under. So, Yeah. So we'll have this conversation today about free agents. We'll go through some bargain vet free agents the Mavericks can possibly get to fill that type of role. And then uh, we'll get into some more just overall free agency. We'll do a little bit of a preview on free agency, but focusing on those bargain veterans that the Mavericks could potentially get. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. First of all, 
I want to get into this, uh, something that Brad Townsend wrote, the Dallas Morning News, a piece centered around the relationship between Sint Marshall and specifically a conversation, Sint Marshall, who is head, I guess, CEO or head, or I can't remember her yeah. title, but just like head honcho of Dallas Mavericks, everything uh, on the other side of basketball, and Jason Kidd. They sat down, had a conversation when Jason Kidd was was essentially the front runner and going to be the head coach. Sint Marshall and Kidd sat down and had a conversation, and Brad wrote a piece about it, and I thought it was really good. It answered a couple questions that we've had in the past, and it answered one question for me that are the Mavericks going to avoid what the Blazers just did with their press conference with Chauncey Billups and Neil O'Shea introducing him? And I think it I think it answered the question that that no, like yes, they're going to avoid that because I think Jason Kidd's going to share his side of the story when that press conference happens. Yeah, they're going to avoid not the situation. They're going to avoid the what happened in Portland because if you press seen, conference situation, yeah, the press conference situation to where the reporter asked the question to you know Olshay and Billups uh, about the you know the situation in the past for Billups and. Uh, it was quickly shot down that, Hey, we're going to move on from that question. That was, yeah, that was one, one, just go read the whole piece for that. Brad wrote, I thought it was a great piece. We both hold sent Marshall to a high regard. And this is one person that I've been anxious to hear, uh, hear from on just the whole hire, the whole everything. And to see, you know, publicly her endorsement of kid in this process that, you know, just went through. So I thought it was very telling and what, like what Nick said, you know, she's, you know, it says in that piece that like we're he's he's welcome to that. She didn't even want to speak on his behalf to to Brad. Yeah, to in the, the piece. Dallas, yeah, in the piece, because she's like, I want to allow Jason to speak on that. He wants to speak on that and answer those questions coming up on the 15th of that presser and stuff. So I thought that was encouraging that, hey, they don't there there's it's not going to be a Portland situation. It seems they're going to, they're expecting those questions. They're expecting to embrace those questions and answer them fully. So yeah, I mean, at this point we'll, we're just waiting for the 15th, which you know is what a week and a half from now. Yep. So we'll be waiting on that. We'll, we'll pick this back up then when that happens, but until then let's get into some free agents. I want to spend most of the time today talking about them. So Let's just do a little bit of an overview, and then in our next two segments, we'll get into some veterans that could be on a bargain. The top the top end of this free agency class, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Well, let's take a second and talk about him because it, the Clippers season just ended, and it, I could not be more confused about what Kawhi is going to do. Some people, like you, Isaac, are on, of the opinion he's just going to stay in L.A. He's just going to stay with the Clippers because it's home for him. He's just going to stay there, but... I don't know, like if LeBron leaves Cleveland after what he said and leaving Miami to go to Cleveland, then I think anyone can leave anywhere. Uh, and there's been well, already... I think there's a difference between leaving uh, Cleveland, Ohio and leaving Los Angeles. Cleveland, <laughs> this is for you. So Kawhi Leonard, I still think is a wild card that could could leave uh, if he doesn't think this Clippers team is worth coming back to or not, and decides to go somewhere else. There's already talks about the and rumors about and rumblings about the team doctors and him and his side and his camp and all this. Like, there's already that drama stirring up. Maybe it's nothing, but Kawhi Leonard, number one option, I think for sure, if he's going to become available. There's a, there's a big three possibility for him somewhere that I don't think anyone's talking about right now. And go just, back to San Antonio. <laughs> no, Galaxy Brain it for just for a second. Miami calls Portland. It doesn't involve uh it doesn't involve Dallas, so sorry guys. 
Miami calls Miami calls Portland and says, "We'll trade Bam and Hero for Dame, and then signs Kawhi with cap space." Ooh, and you have Dame, Kawhi, and Jimmy Butler in Miami. I do not like that. I don't like it, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's a when people talk about Dame and players they could get for him. A lot of people just think Bam's off the table, but if Miami could trade Bam for a like a top 12 player in the league and yeah. then use cap space to sign Kawhi and form that big three. Uh, I would give up Bam to form up that big three. Will Kawhi and Butler be friends? Would they talk? Can you imagine that big three against Brooklyn's big three in the playoffs? <laughs> would, would Jimmy Butler start his day at 4 a.m. and like get to the gym and Kawhi's already there? And like you just can't tell if he slept or not? Like, are you, do you He's sleep? Like, like, what are you? But no, He's with like, Kawhi, yeah, it's like... I turned off and plugged into the wall for a couple hours there. I, I think for me, I almost think the injury kind of like confirmed what I thought he would do. It's like if I'm Kawhi and the Clippers are offering me a full max, you know, especially, I mean, he's had injury problems and it, like I would just take the money at this point, right? I mean, you're in your, he's in what, early 30s? Uh, well, he's just, he's 30 right now. So if they're offering a full max, like uh, the most they could most years, I would take it, take that money. Yeah, interesting. And then if we look, if we take a look quickly at the Clippers, like what their team's going to look like next year, uh, not too much is going to change. They have all these guys. Serge Ibaka has a player option. Kawhi Leonard's a player option, by the way. He could just pick that up if he wanted to. Uh, and then the guys they're losing potentially, Reggie Jackson's a free agent. Nick Batum's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Terrence Mann is a non-guaranteed. <laughs> I think I think they're going to pick that one up. <laughs> 1.7 for that guy. Uh, and then Patrick Patterson is an unrestricted free agent, but they're not, their team's not really changing that much. No, but they do have tradable contracts though. And that's the, you know, when you have, you know, that expiring for Beverly at 14, Marcus Morris is still, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a steep price, but I still think, you know, good teams across the league would take Marcus Morris. And he had some really good games in the playoffs. Like even this last game, he was hitting and scoring and all that. Like they have, they don't have a ton of, ton of the draft picks, but, if they, you know, if they guarantee Terrence Mann's, you know, contract, and then, you know, if there's another big name on the market and they wanted to try to do their own big three, I mean, it's not the end of the world if it's they're trying to patch together a Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann type of stuff. Not saying it's getting you Brad Beal, but I don't know. They have charitable contracts. We'll see what they do. This number is a big number. 150 million for that that team, though. That's a big number. I, yeah. I think Balmer. I think Balmer's good for it, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're looking at themselves saying, I mean, if Kawhi is healthy, they're in the finals. So that's, yeah, a, that's be, probably, yeah. that's probably what they're telling themselves right now. So if they bring the whole, whole team back, I mean, you're not shocked, right? Like I'm not shocked if they bring the team back because of how far they went. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's some of the Clipper stuff. All right, let's get into our ultra moment of the week. Uh, let's start throwing out some moments. I think this Chris Paul moment of him making the finals. I think that's a huge moment for the NBA. I think, him finally getting there. That moment, specifically my favorite moment of this, <laughs> was Chris Paul right after the game ends, these post-game interviews. So Rachel Nichols comes up to him, puts the microphone in his face, and is trying to ask him some questions. He drops the SHIT on air and then is like so flustered. He's like, I just want to go be with my team. Rachel, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And he just like walks away, like right in the middle of an answer that he just can't give because he's so overwhelmed with emotion. And for me, this is the Michael Baltra moment of the week because 
it just reminded me that there's still emotion in sports. It's not just this, you know, sterile, like casual, like, oh, okay, we, we make it, we're here. It's it's all business, all this. Like basketball has turned into such a business and we've seen teams and players move all around all over the place. We still have to remember that like this is the maybe the biggest moment of Chris Paul's life just now, even though he signed $40 million deals and had – the State Farm commercials and like all this stuff, like all this great stuff. He's a president of the Players Association. All this great stuff has happened to Chris Paul. Olympics, all that stuff. And yet this moment right here is probably the biggest moment of his life. And I find that just fascinating still. Just to see and feel the emotion in Chris Paul after that was just awesome. When he had the ball at the end and they had it, you know, in the bag and he pretty much just stopped and was dribbling and just talked his and, crap to the bench. And he wasn't going out of that game either, too, right? Like, like the Clippers put in their scrubs and all that kind of stuff, and he was like, I'm not coming out of this game. I'm staying in till the end. Yeah, when he just took that tech of just telling the Clippers bench what he thought, <laughs> I'm like, that's the moment right there, because that's exactly what yeah. I would do. But I'll actually <laughs> turn it back on the Mavs. Uh, I want to give it to Luca and... Uh, he's played a couple games, you know, with the national team. I think he's had, I uh, should, I think I could be right on this wrong 26 or 28 assists in two games, in two games. Yeah. And, uh, hasn't played a ton of minutes and stuff for him. Bono Boban's been putting up some good numbers for Serbia, but, uh, yeah, I'll give it to, and those jerseys. I actually tried to get one of those jerseys this morning and they sold out in under 30 minutes. Lucas national wow. team jerseys. It was it was intense because I think that's one of the coolest jerseys. So if anybody has a hookup to uh, one of the Luca jerseys, let me know. There you go. Those moments brought us joy this week and happiness. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Go get you some Michelob Ultra. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more free agent talks. So we talked about Kawhi Leonard already. He's the number one name. Chris Paul is the number one is another name after making the finals. I don't think Chris Paul is going to leave. He has a player option. It's a huge player option, whether he re-ups with them or just picks up that player option. I don't think he's on the move now after they made the finals. Do you think any different? No. Mike Conley is another name. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we'll go through some some big unrestricted free agents. So Mike Conley, we have DeMar DeRozan, you have Kyle Lowry. Those three guys, we talked about those point guards a lot. Like those four point, those four guards basically. Paul, Conley, DeRozan, Lowry. It seems like Paul is out of it, but Conley, DeRozan, Lowry, those guys all seem like they could be in play for the Mavericks. Yeah, I kind of want to take DeRozan out of that group just for a second, and let me just put Dragic in that group with Conley and Lowry. Just, I put him I put him a step below, but yeah, you can put him up there. Yeah, yeah, well, I did. Well, yeah, I didn't do any of these top names for this pod, but these three would give you what we've been talking about, the, yep. the vet, the other playmaker, you know, I, I would definitely prefer Kyle Lowry out of, you know, those three guys, if possible, it gives you a little bit more defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just gives you another guy out there. They, they're all vets. They can all handle the ball. They can all go get a bucket. And I, I just, I don't know where their teams are going to stand. We have no clue what's going to happen with the Kyle Lowry situation, Toronto, what direction Toronto's going. Mike Conley. I mean, they got a lot on the books in Utah. What, how, what, much how much of a pay cut is he going to take because he's not yeah. getting 30 million so what happened well they have a new owner too so maybe he'll he may want to he may want to spend more but maybe not on this team so we'll we'll see it depends uh they could also be telling themselves hey if conley was healthy then maybe we you know we make it pass but uh then there's four guards that come up for me 
that are next that I'm like, okay, the Mavs probably get to, if they wanted one of these guards, they could probably go get them, but they have to choose. Tim Hardaway Jr., Norman Powell, Dennis Schroeder, and Reggie Jackson, right? Like, mm. those guys are all sort of in that weird, sometimes they're awesome, sometimes they're not that great, and they're going to be probably decently expensive. Uh, Is Caruso that's like, in that? Or? I think Caruso's a step below that. I don't think he's up there. And then after that, there's this restricted free agency crew that a lot of people have mentioned to me uh, and brought up. There's John Collins, there's Jared Allen, there's Lonzo Ball. Everybody has DM'd me or tweeted me those guys at some point during during this offseason already. Uh, Devontae Graham is a restricted free agent. Bruce Brown, a restricted free agent. Duncan Robinson, another name we've heard about a lot. Josh Hart, a kind of sneaky one. Laurie Markkinen, his name obviously came up when he mentioned he was interested in going to Dallas. And then our boy, Dennis Smith Jr., he's a restricted free agent this offseason. I think he might be taking that qualifying offer if it's given to him. Could Yes, could be. It's like $7 million for him. So, uh, But, yeah, th- all those restricted guys. Anybody, like, stick out real quick for you? Oh, on the restricted guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, a handful of them do. I mean, big fans of Lonzo in Dallas. Yep. I've been yeah, been in that corner for a bit. I would like him in Dallas. Um, I mean, heck at John Collins at this point. I just don't man, I a max for John Collins is uh a lot. A lot. And it, it scares me a little bit, but it, it, at this point, it's like we gotta get talent. They gotta spend the money. We've talked about our minds, you know, our mindset shift in that over the past 12 months of you have this window now to where yeah, let's go into it with targets and let's try to be, you know, you want guys to theoretically fit, but if you're looking at it and however you feel about John Collins or DeMar DeRozan or somebody, you know, in in those lanes, and if they're like willing to come and you don't have any other options, it's almost better just to spend the dang money. And then you have some trade chips and you try to figure it out. Then the fit question is very interesting this summer going into it, like not knowing how, Nico Harrison and how Jason Kidd want to build this roster because we've known and we are very, we were very clear and we knew exactly how Donnie Nelson and Rick Carlisle wanted to build this roster. That's why we could, we literally predicted that last season, if this is your first season, listen to us. We predicted the Josh Richardson, Seth Curry trade, like literally that trade specifically. We predicted that one because we knew how this front office thinks. It's so different now. And so this will be really interesting talking about fit for any of these guys, right? Like there's some that are obvious, just, you know, if you have another big time ball handler, that's just not that good. Then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, that's yeah. not going to work. A center okay. that doesn't defend the rim. Then you're like, okay, well, what do you do with them? But along, along those lines of, reminding everyone of the new people in the front office and everything. I thought about this name today and I started, I literally like chuckled out loud because this is another thing. We almost have to reset. Oh, are, you, are you bringing up an, a name, a former Maverick? Yeah. Nerland's yeah, Noel. I, I, got, I got the name. Yeah. No, let, let me go through all my lists here. I got, I got lists here. I got, I got buckets. <laughs> Nerland's Noel is definitely a, a name on the list. We'll get to. Uh, okay, then there's this next group. So we have we have the super expensive free agents that we just talked about, the restricted crew, and then we have this next tier that's like a little expensive probably. So probably not necessarily the bargains that we're going to be talking about later in the episode. Spencer Dinwiddie, probably a little expensive, but could be a good name for the Mavericks. Uh, Serge yeah. Ibaka, Dragic I put in this tier. Uh, Jeff Green, you think Jeff Green made some money or you think Jeff Green's a bargain? Because Jeff Green was getting a lot of love for I'm the net, in the, bar- the, in the bargain bin. Yeah, he could be. Him Him and Nick Batum were two guys I was like, are these guys going to make some money? Did they like gain back some value after they lost it all essentially in their last stop? So those are two wildcard type guys. 
And then two guards, Derrick Rose and Evan Fournier. Like, Rose could be a bargain, but Rose could also, you know, demand some money because he can still get buckets and do some yeah. stuff. And uh, Evan Fournier is another guy that will probably make some money. I should probably put Evan Fournier up there with the yeah, I don't think Reggie Jackson. The Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Dennis Schroeder type group. Can but. we just say the Reggie Jackson stuff? Like, I, I'm, i you know, it's, it's cool the run he's went on, but I just, I'm not comfortable with being the team that hands him a big payday. I'd rather and, keep Tim Hardaway. Oh, hands down. I just, yeah. I just know that. I mean, he's looked great. I'm, I'm just not fully there with. I would be very scared if we handed him a massive deal. And then there's this next tier. So a couple that might be a little expensive too are Chris Boucher. That one's a, a name that's like he might be a little expensive. Then Rashawn Holmes. That one's a name that's been brought up to me a lot. He could be a little oh, more yeah. expensive than this list we're going to talk about today. Maybe not too expensive for the Mavs. I'm not saying they can't get any of these guys. Just saying for our purposes today. And then this last tier I'll go through real quick. Probably not good. Fits. <laughs> Probably not good fits as players. These are all names I came up with. Stop me if you have any of these on your actual list. Andre Drummond. Bar- are these bargain bins? Uh, some of them could be, but they're, they're just general free agents that are probably not going to go for that much, but are probably just not good fits. Okay. <laughs> Maybe just not good players. How's <laughs> the same? Andre Drummond. Oh, Montrez Harrell. He has a $9.7 million player option. Interesting to see if he gets, did we, did we do any victory laps for the Andre Drummond stuff? Uh, just anyway, uh, we did enough. Kelly Oubre. We talked about him yesterday. Victor Oladipo. I don't Tristan, think Kelly Oubre is a bad fit, by the way. I just, probably not good. Fits. Fits. Uh, hmm. uh, Victor Oladipo, Tristan Thompson, Ennis Cantor, Kent Bazemore, Bismack Biombo, Justice Winslow. Those are all names I'm like, ooh, those are just, they're too big of wild cards, I think, all those guys for the Mavericks to try and get this summer if they actually want to compete and be good. So much of it just depends on price. I like we have, I have no clue what Victor Oladipo signs w- for this off season with anyone. It's like, what? Right. Too if big of a wild card. Yeah. I have no clue. If he signs a one year, $22 million deal with somebody, it's like, okay, I wouldn't be shocked if he did a one year MLE with a really good team to try to rehab his image. I wouldn't be shocked either. It's like, I, don't, I have no clue. Winslow, Coming- I don't have a clue either. Coming up, I got a bunch of bargain free agents in different tiers and different uh, groups that we can get into and discuss and talk about. These are names the Mavericks should absolutely go after that we think that they should try and get and maybe get just a bunch of these guys instead of going after one guy like a Kawhi, a Conley, or a Lowry, or somebody like that. We'll get into that coming up. But before, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models for cars. It's impossible to find the exact part you need at your local chain store, Auto Parts, uh, are, are sold different tiers, different prices, all kinds of stuff. Prices for mechanics, prices for consumers. RockAuto.com evens that all out. Even, evens the playing field and evens out the way that you find these parts too. Why would you want to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts and spend that much more time trying to find them as well? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And they know that we sent you. Go there, explore their easy to use website today to find the solutions for your auto part needs. They have every every single part that you need, and you know it's going to be the exact fit that your car needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And again, write in locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into the free agents, the bargain free agents that the Mavericks should absolutely go after. 
Uh, I'm starting with some guards. I got some guard names for free agent. I split them up into a bunch of different categories. Guards, shooters, big wings, retread wild card wings. <laughs> bigs, rim protector bigs. That's Dang, what I at this rate, you're, you're sounding like Rashad Phillips. I split, I, split it up, I split it up into a lot of different tiers here. Uh, Make your own straight, archetypes. Just straight up guards. Uh, Alex Crusoe is the name I put here. He could be a bargain. It depends on what you think a bargain is. Will he yeah. make $10 million a year? I don't know. Probably, probably mm-hmm. not. I don't know Probably. if he's that good. Will the Lakers just bring him back no matter what? I don't know. It depends on what they have going on. They have a lot of money all t- already tied up. I think that's De- a name Denver different. Denver might be a good option for him. Are you making, is that a joke? I went over my head. <laughs> I was referring to some uh, extracurricular activities that Crusoe had been involved in. <laughs> it's legal in a lot of places now. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Can he leave the state? Does he have to stay in Texas? Then maybe he, maybe he comes Is to he the still in College Station? That's, yeah, I right. don't know what's going on with Crusoe. Maybe he should come to the Mavs. That's a name. Uh, another one that's going under the radar a little bit is Alec Burks. He had a pretty good season for the Knicks. He's a guy yeah. that can do a lot of the things that some of those guys that we mentioned earlier, like the Reggie Jacksons, the Schroeders, the, even Norman Powell's, Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, he can, every once in a while, do what those guys do, but he's going to be a much lower cost than all those other guys. Yeah, yeah, I had him on my list. You're just doing guards right now at the moment, right? Yep. Just guards? Um, yeah, Crusoe, I, I don't know. How much money is TJ McConnell getting this offseason? I just always love how hard he plays. I think he's a really smart player. Um, I don't know how you have Wayne Ellington as a wing or as a guard on your list, but I would love Wayne Ellington, a vet, a shooter, North Carolina Tar Heel. Um, <laughs> Bruce Brown, like what Restricted. is Bru- what does Brooklyn do with him? You know, like yeah, will somebody come out of left field and just like overpay him and say Brooklyn, I dare you to pay him eight million dollars a year, but we love. I will love what he did in Brooklyn this year. Garrett Temple is another vet that I would like. Yep. Reggie Reggie Bullock is another you know guard that I think he's thirty now, but Duke can shoot. I like all these guys as far as guards. Yeah, I also Lou Williams, kind of a wild card. He's a guy that oh, you can yeah. bring in yeah. somebody off the bench. Can he bring what Tim Hardaway Jr. did a little bit and do some of that and do some scoring? Uh, Chris Dunn, five million dollar player option. No. That's a wild card right there. Maybe he's no. not good. He's not good enough. Owl Neto, another guy. Oh, Brazilian, let's go. <laughs> Couple more shooters you didn't mention. Doug McDermott. Oh, he's he'll he's gonna get a pay, payday. He's getting think he'll bag. get too he, much. He's getting a bag. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get like fifteen a year. Uh, these next two guys, Danny Green, Mavs target in the past, but we don't know if this regime thinks the same about Danny Green. I, the last I would one take him on this team for sure. For sure, Wes Matthews again, same like Nerlens Noel. <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't want to say same like Nerlens because Wes left and like people loved Wes in Dallas. Yeah. Nerlens had had issues with Rick and just how all that went down. I'm just, I was fascinated. I, I was saying earlier, I chuckled when I thought about his name earlier because I'm like, like, is it out of the picture? Like the only person who really had the, the bad blood and all of that was like, they're all gone. And yeah. I, with the exception of like Cuban, how involved was Cuban in that Nerland situation? So how do, I just wonder how funny it would be if Jason Kidd and Nico make Nerland's work in Dallas and it's like amazing. And he's yeah, like, because right. theoretically, who Nerland and like I thought he had a good season in New York, 
Mm-hmm. Theoretically, he works with Luca, and like Luca, like could you know throw some lobs and stuff to him. So I just, <laughs> I would laugh if that happened. Yeah, uh, Georges Niang, that's another name, another shooter type guy. Mm. He shot forty percent in the last couple of years. He could be a bargain. Bryn Forbes, another guy that's unrestricted, could be. The Bucks have a ton of money tied up, and I was looking at some of these teams that. <laughs> They have a ton of money tied up for the next for this upcoming season, so they may not want to bring back all these guys because it's just too much money for a team that might not be good enough. Yeah, and and a reminder, we're just throwing names out there that we're not saying that these guys are going to be starters or even like six a six man on the team. We're talking about vets that are super bargains that they could bring in at a very cheap price that could have a big role. Like I'm sure you have PJ Tucker on your list. It's 100%. like. PJ Tucker would be amazing on this team. You you could probably get him at a cheaper cost. Tory Craig, what he's doing for Phoenix right now. I mean, they basically got him for free. And it's like, yeah. can't, who can be a Tory Craig for the Mavericks next year? PJ Tucker is probably a little bit you know bigger of a role, but in that type of vein. This next one was big wings that I have. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. He's an unrestricted free agent. The guy just made like twenty seven million dollars last year, and he's going to be unrestricted. So he may come as a bargain. Because of injuries and all that, that's a little bit of a wild card. But then there's a bunch of these veteran wings, like you mentioned. Torrey Craig, he's 30, by the way. I didn't realize Torrey Craig was that old. But Torrey Craig, TJ, PJ Tucker, Trevor Ariza, Reggie Bullock, Markeith Morris, Rudy Gay. All those guys all could be potential Mavs targets. They're veterans. They're wings. They could use them and all that. I think they should target all those guys. Yeah, I like a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys I have, I have on my list. Uh, I put Jeff Green on that list. Too. Yeah, yeah. If you don't think he's going to be too expensive, then yeah, throw him in there too. Yeah, I put Nick Batum on that list too. Um, don't you know? I don't. I mean, do you put Carmelo on that list? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> why don't you put Carmelo on there, Nick? What do you mean? Why I wouldn't put? I just don't think that he would be the right fit for this team. <laughs> Veteran, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben McLemore, actually. <laughs> I think Ben McLemore has one of the best like looking shots and I've always enjoyed watching him shoot the basketball and I've just always held out hope, but I have this list of, I call them retread wild cards because every year we talk, we talk about these names cause they only get one year deals. And so they're free agents yeah. every single year. And they're always like, Oh, they could be interesting. And maybe they'll like, maybe you'll hit on one of these guys, Solomon Hill, Garrett Temple. You mentioned David Nawaba. Ben McLemore, you mentioned Mo Harkless, Etwan Moore, and then Rodney Hood is another guy who's kind of like a wild card. Oh, yeah. But all those guys are like, we hear these names every single year. It seems like when we do this, uh, and it just takes you know one of the maybe you maybe one of those guys hits next year and becomes pretty good. Uh, but you just got to pick the right one. Yeah, Iguodala team option for the Heat. That one's an interesting one. Is he past his prime? Yes. Is he past too much that he could he he could be a Jay Crowder type. Oh, for a for a cheap Probably. contract, I would definitely take him. I just think that they're gonna Yeah, I think they'll they'll keep him just to send in a trade. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then, all right, let's finish on this. A bunch of bigs. There's a ton of bigs yeah. in this free agent class that, that I have seen. Uh the rim protector types. We've already talked about Nerlens Noel a little bit, <laughs> talked about it. Rick is gone. So Nerlens Noel could be an option for the Mavericks just because who else is still there? I mean, who was even there that was on that team? <laughs> it's like, yeah. like Dwight, uh, Dorian, right? Like who else was on the team? It's kind of hard, hard to think now. Um, Dwight Howard, another name. Mavs at Pacers. 
Luca throws a lob to Nerlens. <laughs> they then... both look at Rick together. Just point at him. <laughs> uh, Dwight Howard, a name, I think, a rim protector type. JaVale McGee, bargain free agent, rim protector type. Yep. But Abi Portis, that's a wild card to me. He's got Wait, like Who did a... you say before McGee? Uh, Dwight Howard. They just bring back all, they just answer all the sins of the past and sign <laughs> Dwight Howard and Mike yep. Conley yep. and Nick Batum. Yeah. Remember Batum posted a picture of like the Dallas plane ticket that offseason. Everybody's like, whoa, he's coming to Dallas. It's like, yeah, you're like five years too late, but they sign him. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Bobby Portis is a wild card to me because he has like a $4 million, $3.8 million player option. Seems like he'll turn that down. Do the Bucks need him? Probably. They don't know if they're going to get a better player than him with the money that they don't really have. So, but what will it cost? Will he be a bargain? But he could be a guy off the bench that could bring a lot. Uh, a couple other bigs. Kem Birch, already yep. a free agent with the Raptors. That's a name that we were talking about last year. And then two guys, like, not sure if they're washed yet, but I think they could still bring something. Aaron Baines and Robin Lopez. Ooh, I like Baines more than Lopez. I would be interested in Baines. Where do you put Millsap? Do you think he's too high? Yeah, I have this, so that was rim protector types. I have this next tier. I have this next group of like just general bigs. Taj Gibson, interesting name. He, I think he did pretty well for the Knicks. Blake Chibs Griffin, like get away from my guy. Kelly Olynyk, Cody Zeller, Paul Millsap, Gorgie Jang, and Jamichael Green. Like those are all just bigs that I think all those guys. I think like if if the Mavs signed any of those guys, would you be? Like, oh, why did like that's shocking? Why would they sign any of those guys? Like, I think any single one of those guys, like the big wings we talked about earlier, like there's these two buckets. That I think if they signed any of those guys, I'd, I'd understand. Um, I guess Gorgie would be the only one I'd be like, mm, maybe like last. Like, if you're just really looking for a big, I don't think I would put Blake in that list. I think Blake gets a little bit higher contract. Like, I think he's getting like 15 a year or something. Really. I don't think he's a MLE guy at all, especially after how he just played for Brooklyn. I, I think he's definitely getting a double digit millions on that. But how did he just play? Did what did he do to to earn that? I thought he I thought he did okay. He More had like a couple okay. double digit scoring game. Didn't really play a ton of defense. It's like you think he gets under ten million next year? Yeah. Well, it depends on what he wants to do, right? It's, if he's going to ring chase, then yeah, he's getting under $10 million. But okay. if he wants to go and, and get some money, maybe he could find that somewhere. I don't think he's getting double-digit million from like a good team. Okay. I could see a team giving him somewhere 10 to 15. No like, good team has that much money right now, for, by the way. If the Mavericks went out and gave Blake Griffin one-year $10 million deal, are you, shot? are you like pissed are you like ranting on the pot about it i'm not not pissed no not pissed but i would be it would be a little confusing they signed okay. him at all for like less than 10 million i'd kind of understand it yeah but any uh, of those guys i Daniel mean tice you could throw in there too yeah tice for sure i mean i know we haven't really talked about returning players but i mean i gotta put bobon in that list too that he's back right like, okay i hope yeah i hope this regime sees how valuable he is just to <laughs> us in general Yes, we desperately need Boban for the content and for Luca. Boban. I don't have the drop. Oh, I do. That's what. Yeah. That's what honestly goes into the like Robin Lopez and stuff too. It's where it's like if you bring back Boban, which we both think they do. I don't know if I want 
like Robin Lopez at that. Like, yeah, another third big. It's almost the exact same type of guy. Give me a different, you know, type of center, more a faster, more mobile type center at that point. It all depends on what they see as the front court. Is it is it Dwight and KP again? That was a that was a very mm-hmm. Rick lineup, right? I don't think any. I don't know if any other coach is running that out as you're starting. Is it Maxi and KP? Then that's a different thing you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting. There you go. That's just an overview of free agent. We'll dive into a lot more of these guys, and we'll dive into some of these buckets and break them down a little bit more. Uh, we have four weeks essentially before free agency, which is wild. Well, but and we've been saying this. We'll do like individual pods on the. I've seen Mavs fans talking about Demar Derozan a lot. I want to. Yeah. We'll do a, a pod just on all Derozan is fit in Dallas. We'll do some individual ones. We've did that in the past. We'll do it again, but we're kind of we, we have a little bit of a time frame here. There you go. Guys, thanks for watching Listen Locked on Maps. In fact, I don't know why they call it a campaign. Because up until now, it's been a camp pleasure. Oh. <laughs>